You're listening to a podcast from Father Peter Smith, St. Columbus Parish, North Leichard, on the Feast of St. Columbus. And now here's Father Peter. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was sacrificed, his disciples said to Jesus, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and you will meet a man carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him, and say to the owner of the house which he enters, The master says, Where is my dining room in which I can eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room furnished with couches, all prepared. Make the preparations for us there. The disciples set out and went to the city and found everything as he had told them and prepared the Passover. And as they were eating, he took some bread and when he had said the blessing, he broke it and gave it to them. Take it, he said. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had returned thanks, he gave it to them, and all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood, the blood of the covenant, which is to be poured out for many. I tell you solemnly, I shall not drink any more wine until the day I drink the new wine in the kingdom of God. After psalms had been sung, they left for the Mount of Olives. The Gospel of the Lord. Columbo was born in the north of Ireland in 521. Very early on, he undertook studies to become a priest and then became a monk. He was very learned. He wrote a number of treaties and books and translated many others. He also became involved politically in the strife that existed in Ireland at the time. He then travelled to Scotland as a missionary. Some would suggest it was because of his political activity that he, in fact, fled Ireland. Much of this is is myth, and it's hard to, to know many of the truths about his life. But what is known is that in his years in Scotland, he converted many people to Christianity, There was a lot of Druidism in Scotland at the time, but he managed to convert so many people. Eventually he was given the island of Iona and settled there and established a monastery where he was the abbot monk. He died there on the 9th of June in 597. He is the patron saint of our parish and our school. And you're sitting there saying... What does that have to do with me? 500 years ago, an Irish monk who travelled to Scotland, and here we are, 1,500 years later, using him as a model for us in our parish. Well, I suppose the idea of being a missionary is not something that most of us think about when we think about our Christian life. Did you know that Australia was still a missionary country until 1978? When we were in the seminary, we used to have to wear a particular red sash indicating that. 
Over the past two weeks, we've been celebrating confirmation in our parish. One of the things the children were asked to do, of course, was to choose a name in confirmation. Can you remember yours? Of course, we all can. The children were asked to talk about why they'd chosen that name and what their saint was about. Nicola then put that together into a, a video presentation which was played at confirmation on both nights. One of the things that really struck me, and especially last night, was the names that the children had chosen. A number of times the children said on the video, I chose this because of, one said, my uncle, another said because of my grandfather, another one said because of another relative. They chose their names because they were people who inspired them, inspired them to the kind of things that they believe being confirmed in the Holy Spirit was about. As I was thinking about that last night, I thought, you know, that is missionary activity in our own lives and in our own time. None of us will, mostly, go off to foreign countries to preach the gospel, but we are missionaries in our own world and in our own time. Primarily, of course, in our own families. The way in which, not just the words that we talk, but the lives that we model to our children, to our nieces and nephews, to those people around us, we are not just living God's word, we are modelling it for other people. I don't think that a missionary is just someone who stands up and talks about God or goes off to foreign lands to where people need to hear the word of God because they never have. Sometimes in our history that has had disastrous effects. Sometimes we have trampled on the faith of people in so doing. And yet we, in our Christian community, not only live the gospel of our lives, but we share it with those that we meet by our actions, by our words, by the way in which we live. And so many of you parents have brought your children to be baptised at this or another font in another church and said, I want to bring my child up in the faith which I believe in, which is so important to me. You have given your children a great and wonderful gift. And so when I think about Columba and so many of those other old stodgy saints, which I often don't understand what their lives are about, I recall what our lives are about, about being saints in our own time. Have you ever noticed in the, in the epistles, when St Paul is writing many of his letters, he addresses them to the saints in Corinth, to the saints in Rome, to the saints at Thessalonica. He considers that his whole community, the people he is writing to, are saints. Now we know that there are those that the church has set aside and recognised as being saints, that is affirming that they are with God in heaven. But we are the saints of this world. If Paul was writing to us now, he would write a letter to the saints in Leichhardt. I greet you with a heavenly kiss as he greeted so many of the people in his own time. Never underestimate the power of your witness to be Christians in this world. 